The following podcast is recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. for the abruptness of the hour, but it is NBA Finals Day. The series begins today on May 31st. Yes, and as always, I wanted to say, I wanted to clarify a few things. First and foremost, I hate to say I told you so, but I kind of did say way back, I believe late August, early September, or an NBA special. Go back. Look it up. I can't remember what episode it was. But I'm pretty sure it was right after LeBron did something stupid. I believe it was. Actually it might have been after the trade happened. The Kyrie trade. I believe I said. It will be Golden State versus Cleveland part 4. And yes. Now I will say. I enjoyed watching Boston, Indiana, well, not Toronto, give the Cavs a harder run for their money than normal. Mind you, it is the East. They are, it is the terrible conference. I still don't know why they don't just let the overall 16 teams go, not 8-8. and Tony floated that idea ages ago, and I don't know why it hasn't happened. Um, because here's the thing The Cavs were the 4th seed They would have been maybe the 6th seed If they were in the West And I actually was expecting the Warriors To not fuck around And be A little more dominant than they were I mean Houston in 7 Don't win in Houston twice And and have it go to 7 games No And, and the Boston-Cleveland Eastern Conference Finals had me, you know, torn. Because I really hate Boston. The Boston Celtics. I mean, because I'm a Laker fan. But I also love watching LeBron fail. So I was like, eh, I don't know what I want. And Boston, up until this point, had earned my respect. I'm like, okay, well, you don't lose at home. Okay, great. All you have to do is win Game 7 at home. Um, well, I don't know why, but you guys kind of choked. And yeah, I will quote Skip Bayless on this one because he did mention prior to the game how they might need Kyrie's killer instinct. And yeah, you're playing without your two stars who are injured, yet you're still taking the king to seven games. I mean, Jason Tatum is probably the next Kobe. I don't even fucking know. How that rookie was doing what he did. Now, on the other side, you got LeBron staring people down because he blocks somebody half his size. Get the fuck out of here, LeBron. See, that's the difference right there. Tatum, killer instinct. He's a rookie. He's learning. You can't expect him to be that clutch. LeBron, I expect you to be very clutch. I mean, going to seven games, come on. 
Now, the re- now let me clarify also. I don't hate LeBron. I don't hate the Cavs. I just don't like what he has become. And I know he's a dick. So act like a dick. If I worked for a firm that had box seats to the queue and I hear story upon story of attorney after attorney from Cleveland, Akron area who has stories of meeting LeBron and what LeBron has done, he could have all the foundations and charities in the world. But if I know you're a dick and you come into the league with the chosen one tattooed on your back, act like a dick. Be a Kobe. Be a MJ. Be a, have killer instinct. Tell the truth. Don't let the fans kind of, you know, suck your dick and give you an even bigger head when all you when you gotta sometimes play it cool and ask for help. Just ask the other two. MJ as we all know, because we all like to throw it out in his face, never made it out of the first round the first couple years. Till he got Pippen. Look back at the team he had. That team was worse than the Cavs' current team. Then he got Pippen. Oh, he had one 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 helper. Still didn't, still didn't make a difference until finally they got over the hump. Same thing with Kobe. Actually, Kobe came into the league and won faster than these two jabronis. But guess what? Kobe also needed Shaq. And then when Shaq left, Kobe was smart, asked for a trade. Guess what? Oh, we'll give you Pagasol. And that's all he needed. I mean, does anybody remember anybody aside from Gasol and Bynum on those teams? Oh, Fisher, great. You know, you know, you, you know four. But you can't tell me Fisher was a three-point specialist like Ray Allen. Yeah, exactly. And that's what drives me nuts about LeBron. Just be a dick. You almost were a dick at the beginning of the Indiana series. But then you start... See, it's always the constant delusional back and forth. You're celebrating clutchness when you're up by 10. You're celebrating not being eliminated by the Pacers in the first round. I mean... Stephen A. Smith, let me quote him too. You got the sorry-ass Pacers with Oladipo in the first round. That should be a cakewalk for the King. Sweep. You actually swept the sorry-ass Toronto Raptors, who you swept last year with a better supporting cast, so to speak. Great. And you're playing Boston with rookies who probably nobody can name once the season's open, uh, over, Kyrie and Haywood nowhere to be found. And they take you to seven games? Are you shitting me? Golden State just took the number one seed to seven games. Houston. By the way, Houston and Boston, let me write, let me put it to you this way. And that and Tony, I already knew this could have happened because you, for some reason, just do the same bullshit over and over again. And that's what drives me nuts about coaches. It's why I didn't like Trestle, Dan Tony. Now, you guys shoot. I didn't see the amount of threes. They're not falling. You guys were for what? Three, four for 70 combined in game sevens at home, both of you. And you lost. 
because you can't, hey, let's keep shooting threes, they'll eventually fall, no, adjust the game plan, motherfuckers, and that's where D'Antoni doesn't know what he's doing, his best chance of winning was when he had Stoudemire and Nash with the Phoenix Suns, couldn't do it, you had to go through the Lakers and the, the Spurs, but you haven't learned, you get one or two stars, and you surround them with three-point shooters, guess what, one of them gets hurt, or one of them can't play, uh-oh, uh, yeah, let's just keep shooting threes. You need people creating space in order to have these people shoot the three. Boston, you had LeBron on the ropes. You literally had LeBron on the ropes. Let him beat you. Let him have 45, 10, and 10. Who cares? Don't let the other guys beat you. Because he has helpers. He just dominates his offensive lineup too much and likes to have every play run by him that the others are kind of like lots of days ago in the background but if you keep missing threes oh eventually Jeff Green who is now playing because Kevin Love is concussed oh yeah he can score Corver score yeah J.R. Smith score he has the help and it's the media and ESPN specifically. And all you Cav fans or Ohio natives. They're like the suck his dick. That make me want to watch him fail. I used to enjoy watching LeBron play until he went to the first NBA Finals in 2007. And we're calling him a savior. Get the fuck out of here. He's not better than MJ. He can't. First off, reasons why he's not better than MJ. He can't beat MJ 101. Ever in their prime or whatever couldn't beat Kobe one on one when they were both in their prime, says Kobe, award-winning director. I might add, yeah. Let's have LeBron win an Academy Award and then we'll talk. Um, he's had better help. Yeah. Oh, he's had the most game seven, game seven victories or whatever nonsense they were throwing at us this time. Yeah, he's also played in more Game 7s than LeBron and Michael, I mean, Kobe and Michael combined. I assure you. Uh, Hold the phone. And I heard or saw Colin Cower, who I respect his opinion. He tells the truth half the time. He was basically saying... He wasn't saying MJ was better than LeBron or vice versa. He was just stating to those people who claim that Jordan played in a better era. He was telling them, basically, everybody now can shoot a three. It's a requirement. Back then, if you could hit one three, you were a specialist. And it was kind of like the same the same argument that that idiot on Twitter was trolling MJ about how, you know, he was making fun of the white dudes back in the day who sucked. Yeah, they played for the Cavs. Yeah, they played for the Milwaukee Bucks. Nobody's saying that the, the, the 90s and the 80s didn't have sucky players. But back then, you had... Better defense. Yeah, you could have the uh, Mark Jacksons of the world on the team. 
but guess what? If a Mark Jackson elbowed you on your way to the line, that hurt. Now you can't even slap somebody on the wrist on the way to the line. That's the difference, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, oh, back then you couldn't. Most players couldn't shoot a three. But most of those great teams had two stars. Colin even mentions it. He goes, well, he had to go through the sorry-ass Boston Celtics who were in decline. No more Larry Bird. Yeah, that was a couple years. The Pistons were still the bad boy Pistons during that era. Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas. You still had every run he had. Yeah, it was not as... Not as complicated to go through the East. But LeBron's road through the East all these years has not been a complicated one either. He should be winning every time if he's really the GOAT. But he, he, he's not doing that. He's doing basically what Michael was doing. He was struggling to get out of the East. But LeBron had better help. Interesting. The Seattle Supersonics, the Phoenix Suns, the New York Knicks, the Indiana Pacers. I mean, Colin makes a good argument, but at the same time, he had to beat these teams. You're giving me one or two examples of, yeah, the Boston Celtics were in decline. Well, guess what? They weren't in contention. The Pistons were, and then when the Pistons were no longer in contention, oh, here came uh, the Indiana Pacers. Here came the magic with Shaq and uh, Hardaway. Oh, yeah. Teams had one or two stars. And some decent shooters. They weren't three points. They weren't three-point experts like they are now. But then again, they could elbow you. It doesn't take that much to elbow somebody to prevent them from scoring. And I don't care how shitty... You think the teams were in the 80s and 90s, Colin. Anybody can throw an elbow. LeBron would not last one second in that decade. 80s or 90s. And that's the difference, my friend. That is the key difference. The fool is losing. Oh, he's made it to eight straight NBA finals. Great. He's about to lose this one. I... I said all along, and I'm going to say it again, the Warriors are beating the Cavs. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a sweep. My only concern is LeBron this year has the scenario where he could just tell his team, hey, we weren't ex- they, were, they were telling us we weren't going to get here. We got nothing to lose. They, everybody thinks the Warriors are going to win. Well, everybody except the state of Ohio, minus me, of course. LeBron dick suckers, I swear. Anyways. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Here's the difference between LeBron and White and people like MJ, Kobe, and Kevin Durant's in that category. Stephen A. Smith, leading up to Game 7, basically said, Hey, Harden, you want to be the MVP? You want to show people why you're the MVP? 
I still think he deserves a regular season MVP award over LeBron, of course. Hey, his team went to the top seed. It was just him and Chris Paul. And decent shooters. See, that's, that, that's how you get decent shooters. Yes, that team was probably better than the Pacers back in the day, whatever. But he said, you got to go down swinging. You're probably going to lose to the Warriors, but you got to go down swinging. He did not. He missed 11 straight threes when I was watching. And I'm like, dude, you got you to gotta let them go. Can't be shooting this many threes. It's not working. Do something else. But he needs somebody to create the space. He needs somebody to be able to, you know, drive the ball. If need be. And that's why Chris Paul and him work well. Stephen A. Smith said the same thing about Kevin Durant. He said, hey, you had abysmal games four and fives. And you and and game six. And somehow you guys still won two of those games. You best show up if you think you're the best thing since sliced bread. Guess what? Kevin Durant showed up. Bam. Killed it. Even dropped one right in front of Harden. That's the difference. And that's why Kevin Durant is the best currently. Curry's there too. I both I would say they're both tied for number one as the best current players right now. Not fucking LeBron. That's the difference. Now, LeBron's got the whole, oh, it's ass against the world going on, but the I don't see them winning one in Golden State. And if they do, Golden State could easily win in Cleveland. I predict, unfortunately, a sweep. You heard it here first. And what, LeBron loses his eight straight finals? Yeah. I'm not going to, we're not going to discuss... The Warriors Cavs until it's over on the podcast, unless something crazy happens. But it's probably not going to. They're talking about, and that's the problem is they're motivating LeBron and the team with that nonsense of, oh, it's us against the world. Oh, this is the biggest point differential between opponents in the finals, in finals since 2001 when the Lakers played the, the Sixers. Yeah, uh, what happened? Sixers stole game one. Lakers won the next four. LeBron is probably going to go all out game one. Well, uh, yeah. So, that's the difference. I would basically, worse, I would just let LeBron be LeBron. Let him play all the games. All the minutes. Oh, when does he wants? And then at the end of the day, just you know, whatever, kill him. 
Let the rest of the team beat you. But don't just don't do don't do the nonsense. I don't want to see the nonsense that I was watching where you're like dropping the ball, Draymond. No. Be the Warriors. Sweep the fuck out of this. And that's the thing. I saw video clips before I came on the air. LeBron after game one was like, oh yeah, let's keep flexing. Dude, you just almost lost to a team of rookies. You need to be focused, number one. Same, similar clip right after game seven. Kevin Durant in the locker room. We need to focus, stay, stay back on. Locked back in. Yeah, because guess what? You're playing LeBron. It's not the same. And that's the difference between killer instinct and not killer instinct. But anyways, enough. Enough about basketball. But let's continue with the sports debate. The Champions League is over. I'm waiting for the World Cup to get here. I still have to analyze all 23 main rosters. You know, with injuries and all that. And uh, we'll do an episode on... If I still uh, agree with who's making it out of each group. But Champions League final had me tore up for different reasons. Everybody, and, and I'm not the typical Liverpool fan. I'm not the idiot that basically says the same nonsense every time we lose, every time we basically don't get to the finals. Or every time we lose the Premiership title race. This year, we finished top four. Great. We're going to Champions League again. But this is the third trophy the club has gotten us to and lost. We lost the Europa League final to Sevilla. Should have won that. And this Champions League, we should have won too. If it weren't for our stupid goalie, Karius. You have one job to do, which is basically catch the ball and don't kick it to the other team. Yet, two of the goals that Real Madrid had, one, you basically just let the dude block you and then don't chase after the ball. Oh, I thought it was offside. Um, okay, you thought it was offside. Great. Um, are you serious right now? You actually thought that they had called offside. Do you not check with the linesman? Because I would. Karim Benzema is so overrated as a striker. Yet you let this motherfucker just stick his leg out and score the opening goal. Then we have to fight back. Mane scores a brilliant goal. Then, okay, Gareth Bale has an unbelievable <laughs> goal. Again, poor defense. But still, he pulled that one out of nowhere. Then the third one. Somehow, you can't catch the ball. Oh, punch it out. Oh, oh, but you apologize to us fans. That's what makes it okay. But here, and okay. Here's the difference. 
most Liverpool fans are out on Twitter wishing him harm, telling him he should kill himself, kill his family, whatever. I am not... I don't wish people dead with that kind of nonsense. All I said was, I know there's crazy hooligans out there. Some are Liverpool supporters. I know some scousers that could do some damage. So, uh... If, you, if I were you, I'd, I'd protect myself because I wouldn't be surprised if you don't make it out of, of Ukraine alive, is what I said. Now, I expect him not on the team. You do that kind of stunt and on the grandest stage? No. Fuck that shit. That's, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, we should show the Liverpool way. Oh, yeah. Get around him. Uh, no, motherfucker. If I if I literally went to work, grabbed the demand, and threw it in the trash, oh I'm sorry, or threw it in the shredder, oh my demand got shredded, oh oh oh, oh I'm sorry, uh, yeah let's just withdraw from this case. No, I'd be fired, and that's what I'm expecting. We just fired our accounting guy at work because he was paying. The wrong providers with our invoices. How do you get Psyox providers from IOD Incorporated when it's right there in bold on the on the big invoice? Is beyond me. Same thing. So that's what I expect. Now, other people are saying, "Well, Sergio Ramos injured Mo Salah, and that's why." And I went back, I'm like, is he... I like Sergio Ramos. Is, is he... Really? I looked back at previous games, because, you know, everybody was showing clips of him versus Barcelona, him versus all these other players and teams. And yeah, he's kind of a dirty player. He tends to go after stars that injures them. He's been trying to injure Messi for years. I don't know why nobody... Cards him. Because let's... I've seen... I saw the game. His arm was wrapped around Salah's arm on the way to the ground. That would have been at least a yellow. And then when he tries to elbow... and when, Well, not tries. When he elbows our goalie, that's a red. Right there. So here's what I don't understand. And this is why people don't watch soccer here in the U.S. It's the only sport where you don't have instant replay. You have instant replay or a.k.a. goal line technology to see if it's a goal or not but not across the entire FIFA conglomerate no certain leagues allow it and certain don't no you need to have a scenario where and I even wrote a paper in college about this a scenario where the coach gets three calls for instant replay doesn't matter what it is if you want to Say a foul is a foul or a foul is not a foul. A goal is a goal. Offside is offside. Whatever have you. Those are the main three. Fouls being fouls and diving. Offsides being offsides. Handballs being handballs. And basically goals being goals. The four major controversies in soccer. Have each coach have three options to challenge. Kind of like in the NFL. They win, they keep the challenge. If not, they lose it. Once you have no challenges, oh, sorry, you're screwed. 
And in soccer, that may tend to happen a lot more. But you at least have the option. Sergio Ramos would have gotten red carded. But here's here's my here's the problem. I already Yeah, Salah was player of the year, times three, whatever. If I don't win a trophy for my team, I could care less how many goals he scores. If he doesn't do it again next year, I would be even more pissed. Because guess what? Next year, defenses are going to adapt. So, um, Mo Salah, I already didn't think he was that great of a striker. Yeah, he's scoring all these wonderful goals because he's got Firmino and Mane around him. Oh, they're an awesome trio. I agree. But guess what? I'm pretty sure against the top five, Tottenham City, United, Chelsea, and Arsenal, he wasn't scoring that many goals. Prove me wrong. Go look at the tape. So, okay, him injured, I'm like, all right, we can still win this game. Yeah. Now, Sergio Ramos, I will say this. I've always been an advocate, especially in the NFL or the NBA, of why not take your worst player and basically throw him at LeBron or whoever the star is, injure him, oh, the player gets suspended, but guess what? Now you're more likely to win the series. I've always been an advocate for that. And looking back at the tape, Sergio Ramos is the epitome of that. He is not, he's not doing anything that I wouldn't do. And he's the captain. He's actually getting away with these things as one of the key players of the defense. They're not throwing their worst star at Mo Salah to try and injure him and get red carded. Because then, yeah, in soccer, that kind of... You're down by a guy. He's, they're doing it with finesse. And I'm like, are you serious? This dude is legit doing it and has been doing it for years. Oh, I can't really fault him for that. But yeah. In other news, the Vegas Golden Knights are against the Washington Capitals. They might win. The first expansion team to win the Stanley Cup. That's some good shit. And Vegas will be excited. We might go, we're might we going back next year. And I'm actually issuing an open invitation to the people that claim they want to come watch greatness and history. December 8th, I will be in Phoenix, Arizona. For my last marathon and 50th state. We will be spending that weekend. Saturday, well, Saturday, Friday night through Sunday afternoon in Phoenix. It's the Buckeye Marathon. It's in Buckeye, Arizona. Right outside of Phoenix. You are all invited to come watch history. The first Mexican to finish all 50 states. Yeah. And the following week after that, we're celebrating. Me, Tara, and whoever wants to come, spend the week in Vegas. We have to use our, our package. And on Groupon, they have excellent sales for the Luxor. So we might as well stay in the same same hotel. We're spending the whole week in Vegas. It won't be hot. I will be tired. Guess what? Celebration time, baby. Gambling. That's what's up. So, come join us. 
group if you get it now groupon is on sale if you get the flights now southwest frontier whatever have you it's on sale people like joel who want to be there people like my cousin who say they're going to be there family and friends everybody's invited let's have a fun time in vegas people just saying dx from across the pond you guys want to be there come spend the week in vegas That could be our next DX scattering. You won't want to miss it. Wink, wink. So, it's out there. Now, moving on. Recent happening. So, of course, Memorial Day weekend. Now, before I get too ahead of myself, most people know that on the holidays, the cops are out there to try to pull you people over. Illegal Mexicans get caught and deported. But they don't pull you over unless you have, they have a reason to pull you over. Not having the right insurance, that is a reason. So, if you use the promo code MEXI, as always, I remind you, use that same promo code, as always, and you can get discounts with American National and my man Ramo. Just give him a call, 595-2934. Get the holy shit package, UM coverage, med pay up the wazoo. And that way you won't get pulled over. Obviously, driving a valid license as well. That helps. Which brings me to my next, my next story. Um, now that I'm busting out demands left and right. By the way, last month, 30. This month, 71. As of today. Mike said, oh, can you get to 70? Asking yourself, receive, motherfucker. So, yeah. Um, the goal for next month. Well, actually, June, I'm going to be missing a lot of time off. So, go for next month. Just still be number one. But eventually, the next criteria will be get to 100. Let's see if we can get to 100. Shall we? But now Mike is giving me new cases. He's trusting me. He's like, oh, do this, do that. Settle this case. These are some brand new cases. Figure them out. Um, first one I got. Cairo only. Somalis versus Spanish people. Oh, great. Somalis are coming out of the uh, CVS parking lot on Hague get hit because the Mexicans are trying to cut cut across the double yellow to make that left turn from Hague onto West Broad Street. And I called the tortfeasor, you know, just to make sure he doesn't have insurance. Oh, you know, yeah, uh, you know how there's two lanes. Motherfucker. Okay, let me stop you right there. Number one. I take that way to get to work and go home every fucking day. I cut through that parking lot every day. You're trying to tell me that you... No. There's, you can fit two cars in that space. But there's no two lanes of traffic. And it's a double yellow. You can't go across a double yellow. Oh, And luckily for you... Well, unluckily for you, Mr. Mexican guy. Probably here legally. There's video cameras on the school. They face that intersection. We're subpoenaing those cameras. And then you're super fucked. Because I don't know why the police show up and say, Oh, it's a he said, she said, I can't tell. Of course, Somalis were Spanish. The cop probably didn't fucking care. But guess what? The fucking Mexicans don't have insurance. What a surprise. Oh, we just bought the car. for. Oh, so that's why there's three Spanish names on the police report. Juan number one and Juan number two 
bought the car from uh, Jose Dominguez over here. Oh, but we just bought it a couple weeks ago and we haven't put insurance on it. Motherfuckers, then why are you driving? That is the problem. God, I can't with these people. But, oh, you know who else I can't with? People who get pissed about the new NFL rule. It's a freedom of speech. Technically, it is a First Amendment violation. It's freedom of expression. Let's get it right, motherfuckers. Number two, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, why do people not pay attention? As I've mentioned in previous podcasts, it's been in the NFL players' code of conduct since 2006 or 7, I believe. So though activism is new, the only thing they did is reinforce it to actually say you have to stand for the anthem. Because before is it was you can't be disrespectful during the anthem, which kneeling fit that criteria. So, yeah, same rule. Now, other, and other recent events, um, well, Memorial Day, I know I mentioned Memorial Day, so I hope everyone had a good Memorial Day. I get sidetracked with tangents. I'm sorry, I apologize. So Memorial Day came and went. I had to work from home. I actually got paid 16 hours to work three days on Friday night. Three hours Friday night, five, three, five, fixing cases. That's how I'm at 71. So I realized, you know what? Time to boycott some shows. Tara is right now in the mix of re-watching True Blood because she forgets everything. And I can't believe how I used to be obsessed with that show and I used to watch it. And then I re-watched it one time when I had HBO. And I said, wow, really, after season four, it really goes downhill. And now that I'm re-watching some parts with Tara, I'm like, oh, I can't even remember what happens. It's been that long and it was that terrible. Like... Basically, now that I'm rewatching it, I'm like, okay, after season two, technically, it goes downhill. Uh, Terra One HQ, FYI. Oh, she didn't want me to mention that because, um, yeah, they won HQ. So, um, ooh, now I'm, and she's like, oh, I can't believe I did it by myself. One, you've been playing for longer, so yeah. Two, 8,300 of you won. So, yeah, um, basically, everybody split 59 cents. Oh, I would have been pissed if we uh, had that many winners and I got less. Because if I was included, oh, yeah, I'm not really not getting 59 cents. Oh, no. The questions were easy. She had, like, two hard ones that she had to figure out. But, yeah, no. And here's what pissed me off about HQ. So, apparently, you can't get your winnings unless you get $20. Oh, but then people complain, apparently, yeah, now you can. But you basically split nonsense. Nonsense winnings. Which is ridiculous. Um, no. This is why I always play just for the big money, 10K or higher. Because it's ridiculous. No, you're not sp- splitting pennies. And they never mention any of that. You know? I should look into suing them for false advertising. I should, I should probably look into that. Yeah. Tara was playing... Well, she... And this is why I love my girlfriend. She does play video games. 
So I love it. I love watching her play the nonsense video games. She likes the role-playing and all that. Those fun games of, you know, let me be a character and, oh, make life decisions, blah, blah, blah. She got into this game that Kato, of all people, referred her to. Life is strange, blah, blah, blah. And, she, and I'm watching her and I'm like, why are you making the nonsense decisions? I mean, and then it, they had episodes, one through five. And we're through episode one and two. I'm like, oh my god, this is so gay. And, and Kato was telling us, you know what? You'll you'll like it. You'll come to like it here in a second. And you know why? Because guess what? There's a rapist that's like taking pictures of high, of high school or slash college girls, and then sticking them in the basement and killing them. And she has to choose between saving her friend or saving the town. Oh my lord! Yeah, no. Yeah. Fuck those fuckers. Save a friend. Or town, whatever. Basically, one of the decisions leads to the friend being handicapped, paralyzed. I'm like, oh my lord, that is hilarious. Hey. Sue me. Speaking of which, since the parents are out of town, I have uh, borrowed my mom's handicap uh, sign for the car. Because guess what? Every time I see, there's even a girl that comes to my bagel place, fat as fuck with a cane, has a handicap uh, sign, parks all the way in the handicap spot so she doesn't have to walk. Bitch, lose some weight. Today she walked into Brugger's Bagels. Uh, why do conservatives feel entitled? I don't know. Maybe the same way that fat fucks feel entitled to walk less with a freaking handicap sign. If you are in a wheelchair and driving, that is the only way I guarantee and I allow you having that that thing. But guess what? Everybody's got it now. Everybody's abusing the system. So my mom's not here. Guess what? She's abusing the system because she clearly can walk. Just too lazy to lose weight. But guess what? I borrowed it, motherfuckers. So now, guess who gets to come out of the car and walk right into a building? And it's parking right up front. Yeah. You can't beat them. Join them. Somebody has an issue. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody else abuses the system and I can't. Yeah. That's what I thought. Tara's like, well, why would you do that? I have a friend who's handicapped. It's not my problem. It's not my problem. Can't beat them. Join them. Oh, but she got me so mad over Memorial Day weekend. I cannot believe. I, here's the thing. I get the same. I get mad the same way. At work, when somebody lets a file sit there for years and doesn't do shit with it, because why? Because the organization and the desire to get organized is not there. It's very hard to keep track of your cases if they're all like on giant binders in the fucking drawer. It has to be in the computer. It has to tell you. So when people at work, like Ethan, who basically have a case for over a year and haven't done shit on it and there's not even a social on file, that pisses me off. Laziness. Over Memorial Day weekend, I lost a good chunk of skin from my knuckle because guess what? Two years, Tara's had a freaking gazebo on the fucking patio and she's not gotten rid of it until I come along. Oh, oh, you promised you would help over Memorial Day. I don't remember saying that. All right, whatever. Let's take it down. Here, there's a giant industrial-sized screwdriver. Uh, these look drilled into the concrete. Oh, yeah, my aunt put it up and used an industrial-sized drill. How the fuck? Are you kidding me? So I got one out. The others were, like, basically stuck. 
To the point where I'm looking at the screen, I'm like, these look like they could be ratchet off. Do you have a ratchet set? Oh, I do. Okay, I get the ratchet set, and like an idiot, I didn't wear my gloves. I try to turn the ratchet, thinking it's going to stay on the bolt. Oh, I did one quick turn. Oh, my God. I literally basically uppercutted the concrete and lost a chunk of my knuckle. I watched it fly off of my knuckle and land in the grass. Nina's over there licking it like a fucking toy. Yeah, I couldn't stop bleeding. And I got so pissed. And she she pulled a Maria and got mad at me for being pissed. Why would you be mean? Why would you say... I'm sorry. Like Ethan, that thing has been standing up for two years. And I'm the first one that has been able to help you get it down. You didn't have anybody else to help? Well, I was sick for most of that time. Oh, why would you say that? Oh, I'm sorry. You Unless you were in a coma... Or hospitalized. When your aunt said, "Hey, here's a um, here's your present. I put up a gazebo." I would have been like, "Bitch, take that down." I know that's hideous. Oh, because she does the same thing. Like when I gave her something that she didn't like, she threw a fit. Doesn't use it. She doesn't want to, you know. She's like me. She doesn't like nonsense gifts. I would have told my aunt, "Take that thing down. It's hideous." Oh no! It sits there for two years. In comes Alex. Well, there's a Mexican as a way. Let's take that fucking thing down at the price of my knuckle and my neck. For some reason, I got a, a like a little, I twisted my neck, I guess, when the uppercut. I don't fucking know. But went to my massage place to try and get it taken care of. Oh, no. Those fuckers. Oh, yeah, no. They didn't, they didn't fix shit. Some new chick. And this is why I use. And I'm going to insert this right now. You gotta know where you can go to. And this is why proud sponsors, Hand and Still Massage and Super Studios 253. Because you can count on both of these places. Again, use the promo code MEXI and guess what? Discounts on classes, you're running, yoga, kickboxing, code SUPER, 253-272-0700. Give her a call. She's actually race directing a race this coming Saturday, June 2nd, the Relay 50K, 50-miler. 50 Hit her up. If you sign up for the class, you get a discount with the promo code MEXI and a discount on the race. There's still spots. Hit her up. Now, that in stone, I go to one in Dublin. And again, give him a call. Use the promo code MEXI. Discount on the Swedish massage. That's what I got. But this time, they got some dudes there now. And, and me and Tara went, and, and she picked Jamal, and I'm like, mm, I don't feel, I don't, it's one of those things I don't feel comfortable, a guy touching me. No. Just like a urologist, why, why, why can't my urology doctor be a female? That's what I do. So I'm like, no, I don't want the dude, I want the, the, the chick, what's her name, Erin? She basically was doing the whole Ross with the wooden sticks, paddling me. And the problem is, when you tell me, hey... How do you like your massage? Oh, I like it super firm. Oh, okay. Sits down. I'm expecting you to put pressure. When I can feel your hands shake on my body, that's a problem right there in itself. And it's free because, you know, I I actually do the membership. If you want to do the membership, promo code MEXI doesn't quite work there. But promo code MEXI will give you a discount on the membership too. FYI. 
Now, the membership, I pay 60 a month, and it gives me, every month I don't use it, a free massage. And if a race that I'm doing has massages, I don't really need one every month. So I've accumulated like five or six free ones. So I use my free one, and I usually just pay 20 bucks for tip when it's done right. And this time I'm like, no, no, no. And Tara's like, I can't believe you didn't tip. I'm like, yeah, she sucked at her job. What, did you say anything? I don't have to. When you ask me how you like it and you don't deliver, I'm not going to bitch at you during the session when I'm naked laying down and you can pour hot wax, hot stones on me. Oh, no, no. It's like the restaurant. I can't complain about my food being shitty and take it back so you can spit on my food. Oh, no, no. I take it out on you on the tip. Yeah. So guess what? I made a note. Please, no more errands for my massages. And um, she's not getting a tip. Yeah. That's how Mexi rolls. And on that note, my friends, we've come to the end of the podcast. Mexi's got to go, go to work. As always, hit us up on SoundCloud, iTunes. All the episodes are there. YouTube, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. No, not Instagram. We're not on there. Twitter. Message, comments, concerns. Review the show. Subscribe. You know what to do. And as always, where there's a Mexican, there's always a way, my friends. Take care.